0: Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Baratato. I'm Ashley burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. And that it is. And on this particular podcast, well, we're going to be talking about all of the bullshit we've seen so far on Temptation Island Season 2 on USA.
1: That's right. We got a lot of hot takes.
0: So many hot takes. So basically what's going on here is we just watched the penultimate episode mm-hmm. of this final
1: show. Final bonfire. Does that mean anything to you people? That
0: was what was going on uh, on the last episode. And so the final... The following episode is the finale, so what we're going to do is we're going to break down all of the stuff that we've seen so far, and we're going to give our predictions for what happens at the—I uh, at I guess— would that be the final bonfire? I, the, do they
1: call it the, that? I get it. it the, he kept saying that this is the final bonfire. But there's a bonfire there
0: near is another when they bonfire. go and they meet. Anyway, we're going to talk all about uh, our predictions for the final the episode. The final,
1: final bonfire. Will
0: these couples go home together? Will they go home as new couples? We will discuss it all in this episode. But first, you must go to our page on the Apple Podcast app and rate this podcast five stars. Please do that for us. We want 100 100 five star reviews is our goal. Please help us reach it. It's free for you to do and fun for us to see. Isn't that fun
1: for me to say? Hey, you're hanging out with a kid. They got an iPhone. Grab that phone out of that kid's hands. Scroll, scroll. Scroll to go to the podcast. Scroll down realibos Give us five stars. Say, I stole this phone from a child and I love the podcast. Yes,
0: that's what we want you to write in that little review box if you would uh, be obliged to. Thank you. And we're you. sorry
1: we harass you guys so much we're for these five star reviews, but we're just trying to get to 100. We're just trying to make a bone here, baby. We read, a, we read a book about setting goals, okay, and vocalizing them and saying your intentions to the world, and that's what we've been doing on the podcast.
0: Well, I didn't read that book. I read a different book this week.
1: Yeah, Nick's been tearing through books, and he finally read a book that I have been telling him to read for 10
0: years. Well, yeah, Ashley gave me this book for, was it on a birthday or a Christmas? It was
1: some, yeah, it was a holiday-ish. It was a celebration of some kind.
0: Now, what I didn't realize is, because I had never even cracked the book open in the year plus that you've given it to me
1: it's been on the shelf for at least four
0: years but you know it's it's assi- it's signed to your mother Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, in cursive in the top, in the front. It, it has your mother's full name on it. Oh. So did your mother send this book to you for me to, gi- to give it to me? Maybe. And was your, did your uh, did your mother, but by the way, shout out to Lisa, uh, one of our favoriteest fans out there. What up, Lisa? Um, did she hear me speaking on this podcast or something and decide that I need this book in my life?
1: I think maybe that was one of my earliest complaints in the relationship. So
0: the book in question is called Who Moved My Cheese, folks? Who Moved My Cheese?
1: And I found you, when we first started dating, to get have trouble with change. You would get very upset yes. if plans changed or something unexpected kind of got in our way. Mm-hmm. It would seem to really sort of shock you. Whereas I was always ready to roll with it because I read Who Moved My Cheese. So I,
0: I read the entire book... And
1: this is a pop psychology book, huge in the 90s. Yes. Like this was like back in the day when like pop psychology was all business oriented. So it would be like how to make your business grow faster. It would be like these are the seven habits of highly effective business leaders and stuff. So who moved my cheese falls into this category of like we're in the 90s and we're making money.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because on the in on like the flap of the dust cover yeah um there's all these other books that are like in this line of thinking and the names of these books are really funny i wish i had it who moved right my now.
1: pickle yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's not a lot of move stuff but it is a lot of like that was like seven strategies for highly successful salesmen yeah and stuff yeah yeah, like yeah, that. yeah
1: way to make your year, your year-end goals plus visualize your dreams
0: now I never read it for a year, as I said before, and but I just took the title, and I was just trying to apply the title to my life without yeah. actually having learned the lessons of yeah. the story, and I think I assumed that it was like "Who moved my cheese"? It was like um, "Don't be pissed." I, I thought it would be like "Don't be pissed when people move your cheese," like kind of. I I really don't know what I thought, but I thought I had a grasp on it. It turns out that. It's not as as complex as I had thought it was going to be.
1: It can really just be summed up with every day you go to this spot and there's some cheese there and you eat that cheese, you're happy. And yes. one day you go to that spot, that cheese isn't there anymore. Someone has moved your cheese. You have two options. You can be the mouse that keeps going back to the same spot waiting for the cheese to show up again, or you can be the mouse that goes looking for your freaking cheese. And this book is like, hey, be the ma- the second mouse. Oh
0: Yes, but... You you wish it was that easy. They've added there's too many characters in here. So, so we're like have, a lab we technician. Have sni- we have Sniff and Scurry. Okay. Those are the mice. They're in a maze. Okay. Oh my god. Sniff
1: and Scurry. I actually never read this book. You guys So you got <laughs>
0: Sniff and Scurry who are mice, right? And they're in a maze, they're looking for cheese to eat, right? As a, as a, as mice in a maze would do, right? Yeah. But seems, then there are seems natural. Then there are two little people. They're si- the size of mice. But they're people. Hmm, how does that work? That's Hem and Haw.
1: Is it a sniffing machine? So there's sniff and scurry, machine? and Hem
0: and Haw. We we don't get we don't get hem into why Hem and Haw and Sniff and scurry. Now each one of them have their own personalities. Now, hem and
1: Haw is fun because it's kind of like him and her, but it's also like Hem and Haw.
0: Well, you know what Hemming and Haw yeah, is, right? Okay, but it
1: sounds so, also like him and her.
0: It, it, sort of, but they're all boys, by the way. There's no women, <gasps> in, in, even the mice. I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: They're, and they make sure to note it, and they're yeah, like, and he, these mice all, all have penises.
0: So. Sniff and scurry. Sniff, uh, the trait about sniff is when sniff realizes that the cheese, sniff can smell that the cheese isn't going to be there and can plan ahead because uh, sniff is sniffing around and realizing that like the cheese is changing a little bit. There's mold on it. You know, it's not the same cheese that we, we were so excited to get originally. So like change is a coming can sniff out that change. Scurry, as soon as Sniff sniffs out that change, realizes that Sniff is sniffing out change and Scurry's in action, immediately moves, right? Scurrying, okay. So Sniff and Scurry, they're good. As soon as they see that the che- that the cheese is leaving is gone, they're already looking for new cheese.
1: So wait, in order to improve yourself, you need a friend? With a good nose? Literally
0: sniff and scurry, you don't need them in this. Oh. It only works because cheese is kind of the metaphor or, or, or the whatever we're doing here. So okay. you have to have m- mice. But they have nothing to do with how you're supposed to apply this to your life. Now, Hem and Haw, the little people, who look just like us, but they're as small as mice.
1: Why did they do Why did know? they put that so in they're that they're also book.
0: in the maze, right? Now, okay. Hem and Haw, their whole thing is Hem is... Uh, Reluctant, Hem and Hall are both reluctant to change and don't want things to change, and they'll complain about change, but Hem thinks about things a little bit more. Mm. Once the change has happened, Hem is able to adapt eventually laugh at one's own foibles and the fact that they thought things would never change they can look at themselves and go boy i sat here and allowed myself to starve and not try to find new cheese after it's been moved for too long look at me oh <laughs> i'm such a hem come on Haw, let's do it Haw won't move Haw's like i'm not going back out in the maze it took us so long to find this cheese what if there's no cheese out there we'll die i'm sure the cheese will come back if we stay right here let's not change Eventually Ham is the person we follow around, finds the new cheese because Sniffin' Scurry's over there already eating this cheese for months, and is wondering, hmm, I wonder if Haw will ever change with me and find this cheese. This is what it's all about, okay? But there's so many characters. I now, thought
1: I understood this book and now I it's have wild.
0: It's no it's idea. so much easier to just explain to somebody what you just did. Yeah. Which is like, okay, so like The whole goal for a human is to eat cheese, right? If that's your main goal, you want to eat cheese, and you find so much cheese, and you sit there, you eat all the cheese. One day you show up, the cheese isn't there. Do you remember how you found the cheese? Well, you had to go through all these tunnels to find it. You're going to have to do that again. It's easy. Change is normal. It's fine. It happens to all of us. Just go back in that maze and find the cheese. You'll be happy again, I promise. But what we do is we're haws, and we sit there and go, but the cheese was here. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed because cheese was here, and that's not supposed to happen to me. I'm supposed to have cheese forever. Mm. I'm not going to leave here because cheese was here once, and cheese will be here again. But haw forgot, how did you find the cheese in the first place, motherfucker? You went through that maze. You had to hunt for the cheese, and when you found it, it was great. Meanwhile, while you're hemming and hawing over here, Sniff and Scurry's eating all the cheese because they were quick to act. They sniffed out the change. They scurried into action. Okay. And then uh, one of the little people eventually decide that that's what they do. Now, it's they pad this book out so much. Not only that. So the first chapter is the author explaining to you what you're about to get into. Folks, folks, I'm going to let you know right now. It's not going to be that easy. All right. There's going to be a cheese analogy. All right. There's going to be some people. There's also going to be mice. And they all have different personalities. And I'm the ju- mice
1: are somehow smarter than the people.
0: The mice are way smarter than the people. Okay, and then they're all men. And then the intro to the story, it, it's couched in like something that felt feels like a DeGrassi, like nineteen eighties DeGrassi junior high, like, or like something you'd see in like health class with like kids like talking to one another about like changes in our life, like sitting at a park bench. But this is about a uh, uh, a bunch of people who go to a high school reunion. OK, and they're trying to catch each other up on life. And they're realizing that, you know, hey, Johnny, Johnny was an ace student and he thought he was just going to get good grades for the rest of his life. But he didn't realize that once he got out of college, things will change for him. Is he going to be able to adapt to the change? And, and Jimmy, Jimmy married his high school sweetheart and they had two kids. But now they're separating a little bit and now they're actually going to get a divorce. And him and his kids can't deal with the fact that his wife is leaving them and he's not able to move on. But thank God, Rodrigo, Rodrigo knows this story. And Rodrigo wants to tell you this story about who moved my cheese. Guys, you want to hear that story? Then they tell the whole story. Then there's a discussion chapter with all of these characters being like, huh, you know, it's funny. When my parents' sporting goods, uh, um, small location started to close, we wouldn't change. We were real haws. But now I realize you want to be like a ham. Uh, what about you, Rodrigo? How do you feel? I feel like my wife's a scurry.
1: Wow. <laughs> and I'm a haw. So this was a fiction. A, there's an a a element of fiction as well.
0: End. And and the author in the intro tells you, the reader, listen, not everybody reads the, discu- the discussion. Okay, you can bail after the story. But some people like to read the discussion, so it's up to you. The padding that goes on. Mm. Then when you read this book, the print is like in forty font. Like it's forty size.
1: It's huge. I read
0: this thing on two train rides. It was a whole book. I read the whole goddamn book. And then like every two pages, there was a full page dedicated to a black and white picture of like a wheel of cheese with like what you what Hall what uh Ham learned on that part of his journey.
1: 26 million copies later and 37 languages in translation. And this author, Dr. Is he? I'm assuming. Dr. That, Vinnie the, Boombats, I yeah, think Yeah. Um, Dr. Dr. Spencer Johnson is a millionaire forward by Kenneth Blanchard, Ph.D. Yeah,
0: that's Kenneth Blanchard was talking about when he used this in the Blanchard companies. Wow. Like all of the Blanchard companies, he gave this to every one of his co-workers, and their businesses went started to flourish. Mm. There also is a page about all of the different corporations that have used this book. It's like subway, um Amway, like oh all of these God. like weird corporations. Do
1: you feel like it made you better?
0: I enjoyed reading it because I, I the mystery of who moved my cheese is now gone. Now I'm not looking at that book and like being like, I wonder what this fucking. is. Now shit we can is.
1: send it back to my mom.
0: We can send it back to your mom. I kind of like it. I actually would like to read it again because it, it inspired me. I'd like to write a story or something that kind of w- has the background of this in a way. I think this like is the a, high
1: school reunion or the two mice and the two little people. I like
0: the I like the idea of kind of parodying this book completely it because it, it made me laugh so many times the discussion points of it and the setup of it yeah. and like just writing the dialogue of like the high school reunion people discussing what they just read you know and for some reason like everybody's making jokes like every time anybody would be like I guess I'm a real haw like everybody like and everyone laughed. Mm. And then one guy goes, yeah, I think I kind of feel like, um, you know, uh, if you want to eat the cheese, you know, you're going to have to have a little bit of bread with it, too. And everybody got upset with him because he was made like because he made some other like kind of cheese punny joke. And people got mad at one character for some for no reason at all. Mm. Listen, who moved my cheese, folks? I don't know if it's going to help you in your life, but it is an entertaining read if you have an hour. To kill. So there you go. That's what I did. And I've just been ripping through books lately. That's my new thing. I ripped through books.
1: Nick's been on a reading frenzy. I went to the movies by myself. Well, not by myself. I went with a friend. I went without Nick. I went and saw Hustlers. Have you heard of it? Jennifer Lopez, Constance Wu. It was incredible. I loved it so much. It was perfect from beginning to end. And then I saw it. is like part of my, you know, it's award season, and I'm lucky to be part of one of the guilds in the entertainment industry. And so that means I get to go to these sort of functions where uh, they screen the movie and then and then there's a q and a afterwards with either the director or the screenwriter or actors from the movie. And this was very interesting. this uh, there was a four panel discussion at the end of this movie. and it was uh, the producer two producers. And the director, screenwriter, and then the person who was moderating this discussion was the journalist who wrote the original article called The Hustlers at Scores, which was published in New York Magazine um, that spawned this movie, That the movie's based on. So this on. is
0: based on Scores, New York? Yes. Wow, interesting. Yes.
1: and Not that
0: I've ever been to Scores, New York, but uh, that was a huge plot point in the Howard Stern radio show for many, many years. Mm. Because the guy who ran scores would come onto the show all the time and they would throw their like parties and events at scores and all of the dancers and stuff would come onto scores whenever they would play like naked bingo and things of that nature so scores got a lot of its popularity off of howard stern's millions and millions of fans so what years were was this article written in was this in the 90s
1: no uh on this article i think it was written in like mm, i don't know 2014 2015 oh okay that's past that gen it it chronicles two time periods it chronicles uh the strip club before the crash of 2008 the financial crash and after and it's two the movies split in that uh in two different time periods interesting it's very good you guys you guys must go see it i loved it um, and it was just really interesting, like, these women were talking about this movie that they literally, they sh- they made it in March, over a month and a half of this year, and then it went into editing, and then it went into production, and then, I mean, then it went into um, distribution, and then it was in theaters, and now it's up for all of these awards. I mean, this is like a crazy timetable for a feature length film to go through that cycle in like a 10 month period. That's usually these things are a couple of years in the making. And they were talking about a big part of that was how no one wanted to get behind it no one wanted to buy it um and it was mainly because it was all female cast and the the people working on it were all women and that after it was such a hit it was um you know it's gotten so much attention they're just getting all these phone calls from production companies being like hey why didn't you reach out to us with this and they're like we did you said no. And then the people being like, well, it was probably my partner. No, you were in the meeting and you passed. You said you didn't want another strip tease. You know, like people, they were like really calling people out in this Q&A, which was great. Um, I'd say the worst part of the Q&A was the woman who wrote the article that the movie is based off of. She was the moderator and she had, I mean... God, I I hate to say it, but sometimes at these WGA events, that's what I, that's the union I'm part of. It's called the Writers Guild of America. Sometimes at these WGA events, they have the writers on stage talking to the director or whoever you know, the producer. Directors and producers are much more capable of being in the spotlight. The writers, a lot of times, are like stereotypical, socially awkward. Hard to watch people. And this woman was like, um, so I noticed that with the screenplay, you really focus a lot on money. It was, it seemed like it was an economy. Uh, You tied money into the profession. And then, like, the director is like, yeah, yeah, money was a big part of these strippers' lives. You know, like, come on, lady. Um, and she was just she really a big fail on this woman's part. And you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna look her up and well,
0: I, I'd be interested in reading the article after you watch the. I want to read the
1: article too. hated the author like she was so bad, Nick. I wish. And then the main producer who um, is like a woman who incredible, incredible resume i mean she was like the vice president of icm for decades and she's part of um, the she's like kind of j-lo's main producer like produced 13 going on 30 made in manhattan all these great movies
0: all these classics
1: classics she knocked it out of the park she kind of realized what was going on and like took control but did you know that um will farrell and adam mckay produced it
0: i did not know that
1: yeah and uh that
0: gary sanchez
1: yeah, Gary San uh, the Sanchez Productions or are... yeah,
0: Gary Sanchez Productions. Yeah. the production company. Um, well, how was Cardi B?
1: Cardi B was incredible. Lizzo was incredible. Usher was incredible. I mean, every star was so good. There was not one negative. Effect.
0: Which one of those like uh, musical acts uh, got like the most screen time? Had like the most fleshed out character? Cardi B. And so she had some lines and stuff and she was. Oh, yeah.
1: She had lines and she had point of view and she had some important scenes. Yeah. What was interesting that we learned in the uh, Q&A was that because of like touring schedules, Usher, Lizzo and Cardi B could only all three of them could only do one day and it was all the same day. Wow. And then they basically filmed for 24 hours. They said they didn't get to Cardi B until 4 a.m like her scenes
0: and thank god cardi b is a was a um a, a real stripper at at one point in her life because she probably knows how to work those hours you know yeah i mean really i don't think those strip clubs close
1: they said that she was like incredibly uh professional and like excited to be there and kind of made everything fun
0: yeah she's i mean when this was being filmed she was maybe the biggest star on that entire uh Cast. Bigger than JLo? Yeah. I mean this is when this was being filmed, this is when like her when when uh fucking uh Bloody Shoes came out or whatever the fuck that song uh-huh. is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like the biggest number one jam like in the world forever. Yeah. Um so I and I can't even remember the goddamn name of the song. Isn't that nice? Can you tell me that name of that song? Yeah. What is it?
1: It is called Money Moves. Ah, that's a name. Of I don't that think it's
0: called Money Moves. I think
1: it's called Money Moves.
0: I don't think so. Pause
1: this podcast. We will.
0: Don't stop looking. I thought of it on my own. It's Bodak Yellow. And we couldn't even remember it. And it was the biggest thing ever, like, a year and a half ago. What's
1: your point? I'm just things are like, brief and fleeting? Yes, yes. These Everything moments. in pop you culture think, is You think ephemeral? you're going to be living in
0: a bodak yellow world for a while. And then you're like, uh, what's that name? Uh, Bloody Shoes, Money was, Moves.
1: Was it like this, like, 30 years ago? Did people no, cycle people just through list- content People so just quickly? listened
0: to Thriller for 10 years that's it you know I think what I mean? you're right I, I, people did not you couldn't I couldn't be like alright I'm just gonna listen to the next album so you had to go purchase the single or purchase the song or purchase the record from a store and then you'd have it and you'd play it until you were sick of that one, you'd go get another one.
1: Things are moving too quickly.
0: You know what I mean? We need so, to slow
1: it down. Well, you
0: can't because I can just – I can go and I can get all of Cardi B right now and I'll play it here and we'll get taken off the internet. But it, it's just – I don't want to get – this is not the, the podcast for the conversations about how tech is ruining our brains, but – um, it
1: is something to think it about, is something and to you guys, think about. Sure. why don't y'all mention that in that five star review? I know you're writing later <laughs> today.
0: So, guys, um, how was your Thanksgiving? Y'all? Yeah,
1: I was gonna say. In other news, we had a Thanksgiving week. Yeah. it was fucking dope.
0: Ashley and I spent Thanksgiving together
1: in New Jersey, and guess who was the star of the show? Little Miss Lily. She came with us to New Jersey. She did piss and poop in the car on the way there, causing Nick to have a meltdown on the freeway. It wasn't
0: a freeway, okay? It was a highway.
1: It was some sort of a multi-lane <laughs> situation where Nick started yelling. And um, yeah, Lily just, you know, she freaked on the way there. And it was about like we we had gone, we had been in the car for like two and a half hours because we left at rush hour uh-huh, for some reason. Uh-huh. And then we were like 20 minutes from your mom's house like she almost made I it. I know
0: that was the that was that really was the, the worst kick part that was tough
1: But having her there was so cool. Like, she was upstairs with us the whole time. She was super excited to be there. Like, every time you would come up and see her, she'd be, like, on some sort of exploring mission. Um, She had turkey for the first time. I mean, she's had, like, cans of cat food turkey, but she had, like, real Thanksgiving. She had
0: real people turkey, folks. She had real
1: people turkey. And
0: I'm going to tell you something right now. We gave her, we were like, should we give her this turkey? Let's give her a little bit. So I brought a plate of turkey up, and it was a little tiny plate of turkey, and Ashley was like, that's too much. And so I took a half of it out, and I put it in a different plate, and I gave her the half, and she ate that half in, like, two seconds. Never
1: seen anything like it. And then
0: Ashley was like, okay, give her the other turkey. Yeah. And then so I gave her the rest of the turkey, and she ate it in, like, two seconds. And then I swear, Ashley and I went into bed... To like watch our little shows on Thanksgiving night. And Lily came up on the bed and just fell asleep. Like
1: within five minutes. Like she,
0: snoring.
1: Yeah. She was like knocked out at the foot of the bed.
0: Tryptophan, folks. It's real.
1: Fell asleep. And then she started farting. And
0: then she started <laughs> farting on us. It's turkey dinner farts. It's real, folks.
1: She had a lot of fun. She met the dogs. Um, she just, it was, I, I felt it selfishly. I loved her being there. Me too. Because I didn't have to worry about her being home alone alone missing us
0: and what's disappointing is we won't be able to bring her to our christmas excursion in a few weeks when we go visit your family um down in north carolina because it's just 10 hours in the car is just too much stress on this little kitty yeah
1: we can't do that now on the way back
0: on the way back and uh I was debating on whether I to tell you blowhards this, but we did let her out of her crate and to walk around in the car a little bit on the ride back.
1: Well, she had on a harness with a leash. Yeah, we had, so we were her
0: like creeps. If
1: anything happened, because my fear is that we're going to get like in an accident and like the door's going to open, Lily's going to run out, I'll never see her again. So I had like a harness on her with a leash and then, um so that was all good. And she walked around the car a little bit. She was into it for about like 30, 40 minutes and then she just went into her crate and Fell back asleep,
0: yeah. She wanted to go back in the crate, which is yeah. kind of sweet. And yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, want to go back in that jail cell. That's I think all you know. It's like her
1: little den, you know, like cats like little small, cozy spaces. Uh, in other news, we ate really, really well.
0: Man, Thanksgiving dinner this year. Shout out to Donna, who cooked uh, the shit out of a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I mean, really did it up well. Uh,
1: smashed Brussels sprouts.
0: We had a nice, uh, a nice gathering at my mother's house. And um, Ashley and I pitched in a little bit. And we, uh, as now, I guess two years in a row... We've decided that we are going to make a dish for Thanksgiving, a tandem dish. And we just, last year it was green bean casserole. It was
1: vegan green bean casserole. And we doubled the recipe and we did not double the salt.
0: Because who needs salt?
1: And it was pretty tasteless. Yikes.
0: And it was really just like green beans kind of swimming around in something. And, and I don't like even a know mushroom what it was, gravy. It was a bad friggin' news. Did not enjoy that. It kind of made me feel like I had a lot to prove here. I don't know about you, but I did. And uh, so we picked, you know, sticking with the casseroles, we picked a sweet potato casserole this time. Yep. And uh, I saw it. Um, actually I saw this recipe when I was looking for the show that we were going to watch for last week's episode when I was on the thefoodnetwork.com they had it was a couple days before Thanksgiving they had all their Thanksgiving recipes up and I saw sweet potato casserole I clicked on it and it kind of got me thinking I want to make one of these so um, we uh, me and Ashley made one of these uh, we kind of altered some of the things you know we, we added uh, instead of just uh, pecans because I had I ripped open a bag of pecans <laughs> and 90% of them went on the floor Donna
1: was was like i got you guys a bag of pecans and then nick was like you only got us one bag this won't be enough and then immediately opened the bag and spilled out all of them yeah but
0: 90 percent of them hit the ground yeah and then so we had some walnuts so we mixed them up in there yeah and uh marshmallows you know, on top marshmallows get that golden on top. crust and i'll tell you what gooey folks, i know it sucks to do this it does suck i know this but i think that was the goddamn tastiest dish on the goddamn uh-uh, table and also maybe the best dish I've ever eaten in my entire life.
1: Wow. Well, I will say I have been living off of leftovers for the past three days. I wonder, can I eat leftovers today? Yeah. Because Donna made a, a a spinach, a vegetarian spinach lasagna for the vegetarians in the house, which ended up just being me. Um, that seemed like there was another person that was going to be a vegetarian, but they had turkey. So (laughs) (laughs) it was just me. So I got a lot of this vegetarian lasagna and what I've been doing is I've been like frying the, the lasagna in a pan. I've been like flattening it and making like a lasagna pancake. And I've been doing the same with the sweet potatoes, like frying the sweet potato casserole into like a little pancake and flipping it over. So it gets like golden brown on the edges and all My goodness, is that not heaven? I don't know what else is. I don't know what could be. It's so good. It's so delicious. I have eaten all the sweet potatoes, though. Last night was the last of the sweet potatoes.
0: Yeah. Um, I do
1: have a lot of lasagna, though. I can eat
0: all week. Did you take any of that dessert home?
1: No,
0: uh, uh-uh. uh. Wow. I mean, my mom went uh, above and beyond on getting us uh, pies and cakes and whatnot. I mean, local there
1: was, bakery. There wasn't
0: that many people at this gathering, and I swear there was a pie for everybody. We got I a blueberry mean, pie,
1: a pumpkin pie. Nobody ate the pumpkin pie because we all went crazy over the blueberry pie. I never had. I've never ever ever had a blueberry pie. I've only ever had blueberry cobbler. Because I feel like whenever there's uh, berries involved, someone just turns it into a cobbler. I gotta say, really like the pie version. I mean, it's nice, huh? Yeah, really into
0: it. And then there were some chocolatey things going Brownies,
1: on. Brownies, lava cake. It was crazy cookies, <laughs> cookies from some Italian bakery.
0: Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a wild time as far as sweets. And you know, your boy, I'm not gonna harp on it because. Uh, A lot of people apparently get upset that I talk too much about my food and my diet. I'm shouting out my grandmother here. My grandmother, Ginger, Nanny as I call her. She was getting pissed off at me at uh, Thanksgiving dinner for talking about uh, carbs and sugar. Some people
1: just made the point that you mentioned food a lot on the engagement episode.
0: Yeah, what the hell? Oh, yeah, my mom did that, too.
1: There was too much engagement episode talk. Listen,
0: I wouldn't have have talked that much about food on the engagement episode if you didn't give me as much hell for the meat plate that came out during our engagement Meat plate so uh yes yeah, so i that was my cheat day and i cheated like a mofo folks i nick mean, went
1: wild he I started was eating, the morning with pancakes dude i was eating
0: i was eating slices of pie up until about two o'clock in the morning i mean a it bag was, of marshmallows donna marshmallows. you wonder what happened to those
1: marshmallows <laughs> nick was eating them while i was
0: asleep i mean it was crazy uh you know
1: but you know to I'm my impressed credit that you eat when i go to like i go to sleep <laughs> and then i wake up and there's like all these plates an empty bag of marshmallows i'm like dude, what happened
0: that's when i love to eat when everybody Everybody's sleeping. That's when no one, when no one's around. Yeah, to see my, me eat. my
1: little baby and his food issues.
0: Um, but who 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 buttoned it up? Following day, everybody in the morning on Friday and Black Friday. Oh, it's Thanksgiving part two. Just eat whatever. Nope, not me. Button that shit right back up. Yeah, and that's why I'm looking at Christmas, folks. That's my next one. Actually, it might be a two three day excursion based on us being on the road. Ooh wee! I already told Ashley. Based on all of the no reservations episode that episodes that we watched on Thanksgiving Eve. Um, that, uh, when we go, uh, for my, my, my holy grail for when we go, uh, down, uh, to visit your family is since we're driving, where do I want to stop?
1: Waffle house. I
0: want to stop at that waffle house. And
1: you've never been to a waffle house? No,
0: I've been there a few times.
1: Oh, then why are you because so fascinated Because I haven't gone in years
0: and years because I saw Anthony Bourdain eating there for his first time, R.I.P., and uh, it was uh, it just got me back into it, man. I want my I want smothered, scattered, shitted smothered, on, and <laughs> covered, all of that stuff. So that's my uh, d- guys. Don't you worry. The week of, th- of uh, Christmas, I'm going to be talking about that Waffle House experience. I like
1: my hash browns with the chopped onions and the American cheese on top, which I think is
0: um, scattered covered. and covered, covered.
1: I think it's scattered and covered.
0: Um, and, uh, you know, we had a, a very nice few days in New Jersey. We did. Uh, we
1: watched a ton of television. I need to take a television break, okay? I need a detox.
0: We're i We're watching like that. so much we television. Do a t- we do a show that's pretty much based on television.
1: Well, you're going to have to carry it from this point on. We, well, um, from this
0: point on, I mean, come on. I've been, you know, carrying this thing for years.
1: Hardy, har, har. You're such a jokester. I'm taking a break from television, it's my new goal. I will watch. I will watch with you, Nick. I'm going to say this now. I will watch three hours of television with you a
0: week. No, not enough. Uh, we got too many apps to go through here. I mean, now that we have Pluto TV, I mean, it's it's just kind of changed the game. Three
1: you know? hours, babe. Pick and choose.
0: Pluto TV has. Okay, so unfortunately last week I was super jazzed on Pluto TV because I found it and they were just playing all the There's a Challenge channel. But I did since find out that it just plays Battle of the Seasons to Dirty 30.
1: Yeah, that pissed you
0: off. Because it's like every three days you're seeing like the same stuff. Yeah. So it's like they got to get more seasons. I want the old seasons, baby. I, I bet want they're not going to show seasons. the old
1: seasons because they're not formatted for the television. They
0: don't have any problem with formatting on Pluto TV. I'm watching episodes of American Gladiators from 1994 not oh. formatted on their Gladiators channel. The Baywatch huh. channel isn't formatted correctly. Well, the Dog I the Bounty Hunter chan- channel. is cl- the, the Chris Angel Mind Freak channel they have on Pluto TV is not formatted correctly. So uh, they have no problem with the formatting over there, but um, I, and I'll tell you what, in Pluto TV. There's a lot of other reasons to get up on there because they have a, a station called MTV Dating, and like they'll just play like six hours of the television show next.
1: Who wants to watch that? Me. Why?
0: Disaster date. Yeah, count me in. Date what my mom. You possibly, sure.
1: Why would you want to watch Cause that? Because I used
0: to watch that shit at at the four o'clock block when I used to got get home from school. I'm
1: out. What? I'm out.
0: I mean, there's also an Are You The One channel, Ash.
1: Okay, I'm back in. Yeah, that's I'm right. Back in.
0: Ashley, you have you have a big blind spot on Are You The One. We've
1: been blowing through, I know we said this last week, but it has continued. We have been blowing through Southern Charm Season 5. Um, I went on a little Twitter rant a couple of nights ago. Check that out on our uh, our Twitter feed. It's reality, reality Blows Pod. And then Nick was like, get with it. No one's on Twitter. Instagram is the way to go to build our following, so I screenshot them. I put them on Instagram. What's our handle?
0: At Reality Blows Podcast.
1: Oh, so we got the whole thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go check that out. I, I went on a little uh, uh, a rant about some characters.
0: And already you got some feedback from people saying like, listen, the way you feel about these characters midway through season five, well, that's going to change.
1: I don't know if after I believe season it. Six. I just don't know if I believe it. It's going to
0: be a tough, tough pill to swallow, folks. You know what? Let's take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk all about everything we've seen so far in Temptation Island season two, which is pretty much everything about the final and, and a reunion. If they do a reunion, I'm, I'm hoping they do. They better uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, folks, we are back. We're going to talk about Temptation Island 2. I think a good way to start would be for me to ask Ashley, how do you think Season 1 compares to Season 2?
1: Well, they've done some, like, structurally different things that um, I feel... I feel like have have detracted from the show. Like, I liked when they did the dating, picking your date ceremony where you would pick the person you would go on your date with. I liked when they did, like, the weekly kicking people out of the house ceremony where we got to, like, watch people go. And really, the reason why I like doing those two things is because I feel like it a gave this show a little bit of structure, which it is missing right now. And I think it also showed singles that otherwise would not get screen time because what is happening on this show is that like, I know like maybe two or three singles from each house, three or four, three or four, and then they'll come back from a bonfire episode and some like dude will come in and like hug Kate. And I'm like, who is this person? I have no idea. So at least with these like dating ceremonies and the people going home ceremonies, you at least got to be like, oh yeah, that's weird mustache guy. Or like, oh yeah, that's unibrow guy. He's not connecting with anybody. So it just made this show feel like a little bit more filled out. I don't like that they did that. I do like that they made it so you can't watch a video privately. I feel like that was a hundred percent because of Casey from season one, watching all those videos privately and like closing her eyes and not looking at the things. Um, I think that they were like, well, we can't let that happen again. And I think that was a good call, you know, cause I feel like some of these people would have watched privately and I think that having it all out in the open makes uh, for a more interesting storyline I think Marky Mark Wahlberg is not as likable this season as he was last season. Like last season, I was watching him and I was like, oh, he's like here to help them. But on this season, I'm like, is this man up to no good? what's he doing i do like that he called david out on his bullshit on the most recent episode where he did say shit i liked that
0: (laughs) he did say shit. we liked him we had to bring it it back a couple times
1: we liked him losing his cool because with this new
0: relationship you're gonna have to get over this shit yeah okay let's talk to you now i'm like did he just say shit
1: yeah and then i have like a lot of thoughts on this episode this season as you know the most recent episodes I have a lot of thoughts on but one more big overarching thing is that like there's not really a couple that I'm rooting for on this season which is a bummer like um last season we had that that wonderful couple um I think her name was Shari and it was uh what was his name
0: don't remember. <sighs> I I'm wish I sorry. could remember their names. I, I literally as soon as a new season starts, I can't remember anybody's names on prior seasons.
1: I know everything gets erased. Um, I want to say it was J A V E N. I don't know. I don't oh, remember. Javen was that You're his right. name? Because
0: mm-hmm. okay. it was. It was like that was one of those names that we like struggled with for the first like three times we tried to talk about. And the what show. was her name? It was like sorry or Shari or something like yeah. that. yeah yeah. But something that I really
1: liked her. them throughout that whole season, especially him. Um, and so that made it, Its shows are more interesting when you like characters. Um, the person I like the most on this season is, is Sonica, but she's not really getting much screen time. She's not giving us much. She clearly doesn't want to be there. She's not reality television material. Her relationship with Gavin that I thought was so strong and I was rooting for is not... Uh, turning out to be anything worth keeping. So I would say those are my big takeaways from the comparison, season one versus season two. What do you think about what I said?
0: Uh, I don't know what I think about what you said. I think I probably agree with most of it. I mean, but I can give my... Did you
1: notice that they aren't doing the dating ceremony? And they're not doing the... No, you know what?
0: I didn't really notice the dating ceremony. I think during the last episode that we watched... um, i think i was sort of had a question in my mind like didn't they used to be like a a, like a game to figure out how they would get on a date like but then i'm like mixing that up with are you the one kind of so i couldn't really remember the mechanics on how they would get on dates i because i did notice all of a sudden like they were on a date and then somebody was like i'm glad you took me on this date again and i'm like well how are they picking people for dates like uh, and now I'm starting to remember there was like a lineup yeah. like they did in the first couple of episodes yeah. where they would choose who they were going to go. And they did it for like the first date uh, that we saw that because the um the uh, the couples were sitting together. Right. And they got to see who their um sig of would pick. And uh, but they have not done that. And I guess that's what they did. Season one, they would do that lineup every. But yeah, but without the without the, without the sig right. Yeah. It's a little confusing why they're picking people, but you're absolutely right. There are so many people in the in these houses, so many singles in these houses who we do not know and we do not see anymore. And it's it, I can't remember if they were profiled a lot more on the first season, if we were getting a lot more of these guys and, like, their storylines or these girls and their storylines. We
1: weren't really getting their storylines, but, like, just having the simple act of having them line up— and like getting a camera shot of all of them lining up would make people stick in your mind more. So it would be like, oh yeah, there's that dude. This time it's like, I do you know any of the males in the in the uh in the girls villa besides like the main three?
0: And even the main three. I know I know Ben. Yeah. I know Deke. Yeah. Because there was a storyline there. Deke has gone home. I know KB. Uh-huh. He's gone home. Yeah. Right. And there I for like a second, I was starting to to kind of get to know because he seemed like he had a good a big personality and a good personality, whoever Ashley's like follow up to KB's date was Mm. who was like the shorter black guy with the bald head. But he looked like he shaved his head because he, you could see like a receding bald. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like kind of funny. Who
1: knows what happened to him?
0: Uh, He's still on the show, but like she's not taking him on dates because she's taking that other guy, Carlos or something. We saw her say
1: to him that she didn't want anything serious. Right. And it's
0: like, but you don't know where that other guy was who she picked for a couple of dates. Like, but I don't know this new guy that she took on on a few dates who she was basically like, we're not going to date. I just think you're a nice guy. Um, and then if you go to who is David's sig of Kate. So you go to Kate. There's a guy that Kate is dating. Yeah. Who like last episode, like did the trite move that Deke did by putting petals Flowers and a love note and a love note. Yeah. I love you in pencil. That was so like lame and terrible. They said his name a few times and then... Um, hasn't stuck once. Hasn't stuck. Have no idea his personality. Don't know if she likes him. Don't know if he's cool. Don't know if I like him. Yeah. And he's a person that keeps going on dates with Kate. And they haven't even showed us anything about him. Yeah. He, he looked a little sweaty and strange. Like, not sweaty physically, but like, I would say emotionally sweaty. Like, when he was kind of going for Kate, when it was between Kate... When it was between that guy and... And there was another guy that Kate was kind of dating. Mm-hmm. Did he go home?
1: Mm-hmm. Dominique is his name.
0: Okay. What about the other guy? Remember when, remember. remember. when they were like laying in a bed and she was ch- clearly trying to get something for David to see at the bonfire. So she kind of grabbed his like underwear line. She's like, and oh, then, what's in yeah, here? And next to her was like a guy. Yeah. Is that guy still in the house? I don't know. So it's like, who what are these the guys? What about the guy
1: that got in a fight with KB? Uh, the, not got in a fight with, but he said something and then KB was like... Don't talk over me at this table. Like, I know what's. And then he went up to KB and apologized. Right, like, like who's that guy? The guy's
0: got, kind of like, squirrely hair. Um, he was, so like, a hippie guy. Do you
1: have anything you want to say, though, about season one versus season two? Your question that you prompted me with?
0: Um No. I, I, I think season... <laughs> I was blown away by the format and what I was watching in season one that was kind of... Um, you know, giving this that season a certain aura for me because I was like It was new. So wowed by how wild I thought the concept was and how engaging the show was. And I think it's just classic. I've seen this before, so it's a little less than. But I still have the same questions in my mind, which the main one being, if you cared about your relationship, why would you go on this show? Yeah. That it seems like the antithesis to a positive, strong relationship would be Coming on the Temptation Island. Right. Because all we're seeing, and now even these season two people, they saw season one, I assume. Yeah. So they saw what could happen and what pretty much happened to 90% of the couples on that show, which was these couples could have gone to couples counseling and done so much more for their relationship. But what it did was drive a stake between couples that probably didn't need a stake driven through them on reality television. Yeah, And that's happening... I think I would say twofold on this show. How? Yeah. Based on some of the manipulation of the footage I'm seeing at bonfires right. and what they that is leading to. They feel more
1: manipulative this season, too. Do you, how do you and, feel and, about and Marky my,
0: Mark? He feels more manipulative in this season. Yeah, he He's really does. a lot more. He's piping in a lot more. And I've something I'm seeing him do is, so, and you see it a lot in the last episode, is they show somebody a bonfire, a video, and they're like, wow, I can't believe that... Uh, that uh, he's being so nice on this video. Um, is he, though? You don't then, know the whole yeah, story. Yeah, <laughs> and then he pipes in with his little commentary. Yeah, but that's how you see it. The way I see it is he's, he, as soon as his camera goes off, He's gonna go have sex with that woman, and it's just like what he doesn't say that. Yeah, but he is meddling in that way. Yeah,
1: he's he's adding seeds of doubt. He
0: doesn't want you to feel a certain way, and he'll say something about it. Whereas last
1: season, I felt like he was like kind of like all of our dads, you know, like he was there to make it okay and kind of be a voice of reason. But this season, it's like, is he is he trying to split these people up? This is not a good look for our antique roadshow host. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, so this last season, I mean, this last episode was the final, the pre-final bonfire. It was the last bonfire where the couples will be separated, I guess, is the point. And um, it had just come off the heels of the video messages, which were a big, uh, a, a big plot point in season one and season two. And this was interesting because everyone got a video message last season Casey did not get a video message. Oh, another difference between season one and season two, a lot more journaling in this season, a lot more talking about my journey, our journey here for a reason growing. I think they've got like a full like support system of therapists on set that are helping these people and giving them like sort of faux personal growth workshops.
0: And I'm glad that if that is the case, we're not seeing them. I hate when a reality show brings in like a social worker of yeah. some sort to like, like help them. Like the through.
1: dating woman from Are You the One oh, season eight. Oh my
0: god, terrible! And it was that—that was the complete downfall of Bad Girls Club when they brought in a therapist to help them work out their problems. Like yeah. after like season seven, eight, or nine. Nobody or no. wants to see that shit. It's like, please, this is so boring. Like, get this off my TV.
1: Um, Nick you brought up something interesting last night which is truly a conspiracy theory I'm ready to get behind
0: I mean this is incredibly wild folks uh, coming into the season we all know who you didn't want to be okay from season one the main person you did not want to be whose story you did not want to follow was Casey from season one.
1: You don't want to be crying on camera. You don't want your significant other to fall in love and leave you. You yeah. don't want to look like a fool. And, and you also don't want to be unlikable while it's all happening. You
0: also don't want to be the person who made you go on this show, and then that person uses this time to basically break up with you and also make it look like, hey, you did this to us, and this is what we were trying to do. So, hey, man, say V Like She got burnt so hard on season one, it was wild. And now this is happening again. The roles are reversed because it's... It's the male that is uh, had brought the couple on and, 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 and the female in the relationship uh, is now using this to move on from this man. Yeah. And that man's name is Casey. Both people who are being burned on television and it's incredibly painful and strange to watch are named Casey. Just one happens to be a man and one happens to be a woman.
1: Spelling's different.
0: Spelling is different. But who gives a shit?
1: both their names are casey y'all
0: you're still gonna get casey season three still doesn't want to get casey on tv and that's what we were thinking i imagine we talked about it in the first episode of the show we hope no one gets casey and casey got casey yeah the casey storyline is painful to watch and i don't know what i'm looking at i can't tell if this guy has any intentions of really loving uh what's casey's sig of ashley so no there's two ashley's on this show yeah dog where have you been here, but it's wild. So Casey, um, and, and Ashley, uh, uh he brings relationship- her onto the
1: show. She's insecure. She doesn't want to go on the show. He, she has like, uh, been cheated on a bunch in the past. He does, you know, she sees him do some things on camera at some bonfires. She sees him, um, I think getting a lap dance, getting his hand held under the table, saying that he would be okay if they broke up, he would move on. Um, she sees a lot of things like that and she's like, okay, uh, we're done. We're through. She falls head over heels for Ben. Okay. She kicks Deke out of the house. Thank God. Bye bye, Deke could not believe y'all side note he deke did this whole thing where he put like flowers on her bed and then like a note and he was like yeah she better fucking love this shit and then she wanted to like still go on the date with ben because she was falling for ben and deke's like but i did that for you yeah like i've never done anything like that for anyone like he was so entitled of course he didn't do anything mattered. like
0: that for anyone because it's ridiculous to nobody put rose does petals that. on beds and yeah. write a love letter that's childish shit
1: yeah and it's like just because you did that doesn't mean she owes you something something Deek. i hope the internet roasted him for that i really do so that's the ashley ben casey uh story as far as i see it in my opinion i think casey thought that he was going to go on this show and that he was um i didn't think that he i don't think he thought for a second ashley would leave him and i think he thought he was in charge and he was in control And what he ended up doing was putting his insecure girlfriend in a house full of supportive men and having her see clips of him cheating or possibly cheating or open to interpretation cheating. So,
0: I mean, the real one was when he was speaking to somebody and that that, that soundbite of him being like, if if we broke up, I'd be fine. I'd move on. I'd just do what I used to do. And it's not a big deal. Uh, Now from I guess Ashley's internet slew thing somebody has said that that was a real frankenbite that was Casey said that, that Casey said that that was very manipulated now he
1: apparently has been going off on social media and I have not I have not looked uh, and I haven't kept up with it but I, I do did. Not,
0: I do not put it past the editors to do that because that's I mean in this instance it's tough to see because it's not a physical altercation or something or a physical sexual thing so because a lot of the times what they're doing is like they're they're just showing like a snippet of something and it, it really does make it look like it's a lot worse than it is yeah um, and and I thought in this particular instance if the, the conversation right before and we don't know this, but if the conversation right before, what ashley saw casey saying was here's a thing i'd never say right <laughs> you know what i mean like then i would say oh well you have you have but everything i've seen since that from casey seems pretty suspect from casey and i, I don't know if casey is that great of a guy because now in, i don't
1: like him
0: well now we're seeing him <laughs> first of all i mean it's been ridiculous it's been three episodes where, where Casey's crying in the shower, Casey's crying on a chase lounge, crazy Casey's crying in a hot tub.
1: Yeah, someone no tears though. Lots of face being like scrunched up.
0: And and, and so you think that he's using this because he knows the show's gonna come out and she's gonna see this and he and she she he wants to use this to get her back in some possible manner. We also see him and like Are you gonna cam- talk about the rat
1: in the cage?
0: Cameras cameras run yeah, cameras running. He's sitting there talking, like not crying with all these women, just being like, Yeah. I'll get her back. I, I, I'm a salesman. So I'll just use this sales pitch. All I and, need is a day. And all I got to do is say, if I were to do these things, would you? It's the if would apparently is like a sales thing that he's saying. Yeah. And he's like, if I were to like confess my love to you and, and, uh, and, and, uh, propose to you right now, would you agree?
1: Would you leave the island with me? Yeah. He, what did he do? He called her like a rat in a cage?
0: I, yeah, something, I don't know. He a, just gives a me cage rat. But I, I don't really understand exactly what he means I by that. I think he was
1: saying like on the show or something. I don't know.
0: Whatever. But she seems like legit over him. Yeah. Except for in that last episode, she was like, I don't know whether or not I'm going to break up with them or not. I, I there's, a, there's a teeny tiny bit of me that thinks that she is kind of doing a, a similar, has a similar perspective on this show that Casey has. And that is, I can't, like, this motherfucker brought me on this show and then treated me shitty through these bonfires and did everything that he said that he wasn't going to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it painful for him to watch me make out with different guys and and act as if I'm completely over him as some sort of a revenge on bringing uh, her here um, and yeah maybe she's this this bullshit of like I'm learning how to be a human like the the idea that Temptation Island therapizes people is ridiculous well
1: she's really young I think
0: she could be really. So young. I feel yeah. like she
1: could fall into this. But, I think she's like twenty four. or something. But
0: then I heard her say on the last episode, "I don't know whether or not I'm." And she's not acting like a person that is going to stay with Casey afterwards. She's acting like a person who's completely done. But now I'm getting a little. She's. It's getting closer, and she's like, "I don't know. I may just be doing this because I." I think hurt she's him. out. I think she. If I had to put money on it, I would say she's out. Okay, so too. we both
1: say she doesn't leave the island. Yes, with
0: him. I would say that. If I put money on it, if I put money on it, I would say that she's out okay. based on that last, only based on her seeing that whole conversation about the manipulation that he's going to go through in that bonfire. I think he'll go through that. And I think she will be like, you, I saw in a bonfire that you said you were going to do this and I just can't leave with you. So I, I do think, I think if it, if he hadn't been caught, saying those things about how he was going to manipulate her at the bonfire i think there would have it would have been more of a 50 she didn't toss see that did she did she? Oh, she did see it like immediately following like he did it we cut to a bonfire we saw it again wow yeah
1: um what about the next couple on the docket who gavin and Asanika.
0: gavin and Asanika. That's going to be a tough one. I think that is the toughest toss up, in my opinion, on on whether or not they're going to stay together.
1: Did she or did she not sleep with um, the guy she's been going on dates with? Yeah, we don't know
0: his name. We don't get to see him in any facet other than her talking about how she kind of thinks he's cute, but like giving her like the lowdown on how she feels about Gavin. So unfortunately, this guy, even though he's getting a lot of screen time, know nothing about him, can't remember his name, Doesn't, doesn't even register. He's got a beard. He's got a beard um he seems to not not
1: tell you what he does where he's from what his family's like and
0: i'll tell you what this man seems humorless too like anytime they're together it seems like painstaking for him. Like, when yeah. he's like, are we gonna, like, what's going on here? You keep taking me on dates, he but, like. He keeps being
1: like, but you deserve more.
0: Yeah. He, he's, pl- he's working his thing.
1: He really is working the you deserve more angle. Now,
0: after the final bonfire, though. They
1: cuddle up in bed.
0: They go home, and finally she's not gonna have something that's gonna be sent to Gavin immediately. They get in a bed and do some real... Real doggy styles, uh like, grinding on one another. They
1: were either dry humping or having sex.
0: It was pretty wild.
1: And he pulled her hair.
0: It was a little... Who
1: gets their hair pulled during dry humping? I mean, it
0: was wild. Maybe it wasn't dry humping. We don't know. It might have been full-on skin It on might skin. be wet humping. You never know. What? Wet humping. <laughs> so, uh yeah, so... It, it, I Well, don't Gavin know what...
1: also said on, like, his last date with that single that he could, like, be in a... Re- he could see himself in a relationship I know, with And her.
0: Thankfully for that single, who we do not know her name... Uh, it was she was like mm, I don't know. I have reservations. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. so. You seem kind of like an idiot. Yeah. He clearly, Gavin clearly saw the writing on the wall and was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to leave here as like one of these sorry sons of bitches. Like, yeah. I, I, in, in my real life, I can get girls pretty easily. So I'm going to make sure I just kind of lock one down just in case Sonica leaves me, I can kind of throw my talons into somebody real quick and be like, oh, yeah, it's all good because I have a girl that I'm I'm probably going to hook up with anyway. So I'm just going to go with her anyway. And he tried to do that. And she was like, nah, I'm not, not going to be that way.
1: You know, I think the biggest bummer for me on this show is that when we saw these two um, in the couple's casting, the special video that they aired before the season began, these two had the most personality. And I was excited to watch them on the show, especially as Sonica. She seemed like very fun and down to earth and was going to bring a lot of levity to the house. She clearly did not want to be there and was so uncomfortable, and it took away—she wasn't—she's never having fun, so anytime she's on cam- on the screen, I'm just, like, feeling kind of bad for her that she's there. And She does
0: seem stressed out. She
1: seems super stressed. I just feel like neither of these uh, two lived up to their personality potential.
0: That's the problem with the show. The premise of the show will— uh, force you into like an emotional wreck yeah and it's just like you can't li- she's it,
1: having yeah she's having like deep thoughts so in every scene be,
0: you'd have to be like a true sociopath to like flourish on this show she
1: also closed she clearly closed down on season one like girl put up all her boundaries
0: on season one
1: i mean on episode one
0: yeah she just didn't want to not being open like no, she was no, no, in the no, casting no special. because it's like she didn't want to be here and she thought it would be a lot more fun and then once she saw that uh a foot in gavin's mouth it was like okay i'm being made a fool of here and yeah then fuck why did i do this yeah i uh, okay so you want to do you want to guess whether or not yeah what do you think
1: i think they don't stay together i
0: think they don't stay together
1: yeah she seems
0: over it emotionally and i think as i think he's gonna come real hard with like a baby baby please baby baby please and i think that he she's just gonna be like she's going to i don't know i think when they do where are they now i think they have a they have a, a good chance of possibly being together later down the line yeah um because i do think that there is feelings there but i think she knows at this point she doesn't want to be made a fool of and she kind of feels probably foolish on the show yeah and also knows what she had just done with this guy like the night before or whatever yeah and it's just like it's probably gonna be better on television for me to just like not take that walk to the limo with you right. remember they take walks to the limos either by themselves or yeah so i i think that they're i think that they're a breakup as well yes um Okay, so uh, next up, should we do David and Kate? Yeah. So David and Kate, their whole story was um, David brought Kate onto this show to prove
1: to her, to prove
0: to her that she that he can that he his love is true and that he's not a cheater. Immediately and
1: had a threesome. He
0: immediately had a threesome. He also quote he keeps screwing up. I had that mess up last night with uh, Taconica or whatever her name is like Tetonic. I don't know. I saw
1: someone on Twitter call her Tocito. It really made me laugh. Uh, we'll call her Big T.
0: Yeah, Big T. Um,
1: st- yeah, he also it's like it, this guy, hands down, he is. It is. It is truly, um, you know, wild that Casey is not the worst person on the show.
0: Yeah, no, it's David, and
1: it's da- it's, it's because it's David. David, and David is just. He seems like a. T- all these people seem like psychopaths, but David really seems like a psychopath.
0: David seems like that. Uh, that if you're like about to roast a potato you pull a potato out and then you look at him and it's just a little misshapen and you laugh at it that's kind of david's head
1: <laughs> yeah and also his emotions this is a perfect metaphor for both of his his head and his emotions my friend uh or has irene morales
0: been on the show i don't think so
1: wow that's crazy we should have irene on irene morales hasn't watch
0: reality tv
1: well we'll make her she has a saying that she calls people that they're like potatoes without
0: salt Yeah. And
1: I feel like he's a potato without salt.
0: I mean, he really is a saltless personality and he's um, also a slime ball. And when he gets into these like um, bonfires, his kind of the his the way his his moves that he makes in the bonfires piss me off so much because he looks at Kate and he's like, all right, all right. So like I I can't tell exactly where she's going here. Um, She might like this guy. She might not. But you know, it's like, I hope she was trying to enjoy herself. But, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not liking the fact that, uh, you know, she's holding this guy's hand. And, and then, like, literally Mark Wahlberg has to be like, in the clip I showed her, you were fucking somebody. Yeah. Like, do, do you understand, like, why are you trying to be possessive and playing this game as if, like, all right, that's not what we promised. And yeah. he is trying to down, he's trying to downgrade what's happening on this show 100%. so much. Trying to control the narrative of like, all right, we're still here, we're still gonna work on each on ourselves.
1: He is acting as if they still have a relationship. Right. Another thing that he does it's like, no, you ruined it. The another thing that he does that's really in line with what you're saying is like when he is talking about his The fact that he is hooking up with these other women, he's like, and I'm opening myself up, like Kate wanted me to, you know. He's like making it sound like he's like having these hookups. And I
0: had this, I had my, I had that mess up with Kate uh, last night, the night before that, and then the evening before that, and then when we were on the boat on Sunday, he's making it sound like mess ups he keeps making. It's like you can't call every hookup you have a mess up,
1: and every hookup is not like something that you're doing for your relationship. He's framing it as like I'm opening up emotionally for my relationship relationship by having sex with these other women. And and sending the first woman I hooked up with home. Home.
0: Yeah, that was Wow.
1: That was like, that was dirty. Also, this blonde lady, Big T, could not be more boring. The two of them on screen, it's like I... I go into a coma. I mean, it's like these, they are like a black hole. It's crazy. And she doesn't
0: seem to really like this guy. You what know what I mean? Her,
1: do you think her plan was that she was going to come on this show and like she's hoping her and David are going to be breakout stars?
0: I think she was hoping she was going to be a breakout star. Listen, folks, if you're one of the singles on this show, you have no reason to be on the show at all. It's much easier to just go date somewhere else. Like, yeah. So these people just want to be on television, right? And I was telling this to Ashley. I said, Ashley... While we were watching last night, I go, if I was one of the singles on this show, I would be pray, hoping and praying that if I started dating one of these girls on this show that they didn't fall in love with me. Because I don't think a normal person would want to have the love story on a show like this because it's such – you look like such a fool and it's so strange. And it's like – I wonder in the back of her mind if, if, if Tostito is like, listen – I don't want this guy to. I don't want her him to choose me at this bonfire. Please don't do that. Like I've gotten my screen time. Uh, maybe I'll be back and I'll be on some other show at some point. My Instagram followers are going up. Like that's good enough for me. I do not need to be called out during this bonfire. I, I would be. Ho- I would be wondering if that's what what, what she's hoping. I've never
1: found someone to be so unwatchable as I find these two yeah, in it's particular. Bad. It's and together, bad. They're, it's so bad.
0: Just bad. And then there was the scene in which like uh you know she's like um david i don't know why you haven't kissed me and he's like listen when i kiss somebody that's it you know what that means it's like that's it you know that and we're in a relationship i consider us in a relationship then like nine minutes later at like the sunset like she's just kind of like blankly looking at him like (laughs) and then she and he's like Oh damn. Damn, why are you giving me that look right now? And she's like, "Huh?" And she's like, "You're giving me that look. I know what that look means." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, I guess it's time to kiss you." And like, and then they kiss, you know, for like 25 minutes and then eventually go to bed together or whatever. And it's just like, "You couldn't have made it seem more like you were trying to control like I I have no Listen, if she guys, guys, listen. If she didn't give me that look, I warned her. I, I was like, if you give me that, keep giving me that look. You know what that means? And she clearly didn't know what that meant. Like, it was such a—he's so trying to control what people are seeing with him when yeah. he's just been the biggest sleazeball ball on the entire show.
1: He's a sleazeball He has no personality. Um, and his, it's
0: unfortunate because his his Sig of in the other house or whatever she may be at this point, Kate is boring as shit too. She's
1: boring as shit. And she talks.
0: She's. She's. she's talks I think like what's this, going on she is she's says, got a lot of
1: Botox because her face is. not expressive in the least i just think that
0: it's you know like she has such a weird like and she also has like some sort of a speech impediment where i think she's got a little of the the uh would you go to bed with me like there's like there's a little bit of like a little kid i I don't know something going on with her but she's i find her to be like a deer in headlights
1: and then also like kind of frowning all the time and just kind of talking slow she uh I don't know what her deal is. She might be. The, she kind of
0: sounds like Barbara Walters, like the her speech impediment.
1: I don't dislike her, though. I actively dislike David. Kate's fine. And Kate, Kate honestly, the thing about Kate that's redeeming is that she seems like a good person. Kate's,
0: Kate's in her 30s. David's in her 20s. David's like 28 and she's like 33 or something. Yeah, 34. but she seems and she's like a good based person, on that. And, and she
1: seems like she's not like a shithead, whereas David seems like a shithead.
0: I, I don't know what Kate's deal is. Unfortunately, we didn't really get that much a Kate at all on this show. Like, I would say she was profiled the least out of the women. Maybe Sonica... Her, they were kind of. They just were not exciting storylines to follow. They weren't doing anything. You know, we didn't get any fun. They were sound just bites. sad
1: women with walls up. And then they wouldn't. That's that's just that's what they should name the girls' villa. Yeah, sad women with walls up.
0: Neither of those women either would give Mark Wahlberg enough at the bonfire for them to sort of wrap anything around either. Like they were very in control of their emotions. So when when Kate is seeing David having a threesome, she's just like. Well, we said we weren't going to do this, and he's doing it. So I don't know what's going on. And yeah. It's just like, okay, um, you know. And then a foot goes in a uh, Gavin's mouth, and they're like, "Sonic, how do you feel about that?" Sonic is like, "Great, you have a foot in your mouth. That's and it's nasty. Just like, That's gross. It's like, okay, but." more and they weren't they just were closed off yeah wouldn't, wouldn't give more and unfortunately we just didn't learn much about their journeys at all they just seemed to be kind of dragged along by their significant others and their clips from the bonfire it was thank god we had the two painful. ashley's yeah seriously Which so
1: brings us to the next ashley oh
0: wait we got to talk about it oh. are Are david and kate gonna stay together
1: oh um shit
0: interesting you have to think about it i do i'll say no i, I think kate's just gonna i think kate's over it at this point right kate can't go back to this
1: i don't know she hasn't kissed anyone think about this though is, is
0: is i think with that kissing thing do you think david's just like i'm going with Tostito? i'm sorry
1: i think they leave the island together
0: interesting i'm gonna say no okay and i'm gonna say that uh david goes with tostito
1: i'm gonna say no no they leave the island together okay
0: um, okay so now we got Rick and Ashley oh, um, Rick my and Ashley sweet love. really tough up front one. love Ashley, Rick Ashley has sex with somebody like night one
1: yeah three hours in Ashley is hooking up with KB she
0: re- She regrets it immediately that KB turns out. out to be a, a psychopath. literal
1: monster
0: and then so she votes him off which is good it relaxes well, that well she just and...
1: kicks him out of the house he uh, confronts her they're like screaming yeah, they're so at each weird. other it's like get this guy out of the
0: house and so uh, then we have um rick who has to kind of watch this
1: watch his girlfriend uh doing the deed first night then like laughing about it in another bonfire episode about how uh kb's penis is bigger than rick's yeah it's it's tough it's
0: tough news and then and then uh rick's whole thing is that he's had a relationship i can't remember her name medina medina who we've actually gotten to know medina more than most of the other singles yeah on this show um because she actually has some sort of a personality and i think that's because she's a podcaster she got a
1: podcast y'all
0: and uh she's really trying to like have rick open up throughout this entire I season i liked her
1: until she became the pushiest woman in the world and leave rick alone everybody leave rick alone Rick's i think, my little baby i, I want to protect him
0: i think there was a hot second in which rick was kind of interested in medina and he thought like this might be a relationship i think that second has passed yeah and I think both – I think Rick and Ashley will be the sole couple to stay together.
1: Yeah, I think Ashley and Rick stay together, and too. And
0: finally Rick said – finally Rick said in the final bonfire where she he sees Ashley kind of say, like, listen, this is my, I have a boyfriend. Uh, you're cool, whatever the guy I'm going to date with you, but, like, let's just keep it friends. And you could see Rick was like, okay – he couldn't tell whether or not Ashley was still into him based on the clips. Yeah, and, and based so,
1: on the video that they got last week, because he was like, I don't know, she seemed kind of cut off. Yeah. Like, his video to her was, like, sweet and, yeah. and wonderful. And also, Ashley, like, cannot interpret Anything that Rick does in the right way like Rick will be like having a conversation with a woman and Ashley's like he's had three conversations with her he's clearly sleeping with her and d- like early and in Mark, the season Mark had
0: to set her straight in the last bonfire yeah. being like no 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 you watched two different clips yeah, because the th- clip I saw here was him telling the woman that he's kind of kept at arm's length this entire show saying like listen I'm growing I'm learning and I kind of feel like you're not being what I need well, he from was, you no he
1: was trying to say to her like can't you see that i'm trying to give you what you're asking me for without cheating on my girlfriend or disrespecting that relationship like give me you're constantly riding my ass to be more available to you and i'm trying to do that while maintaining the respect for my relationship Well, which
0: is ridiculous because it's like why is medina there you know the whole thing is like this medina is
1: too aggressive this
0: idea that the singles are in the house to help the the people, the couples and relationships is ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. Why would
0: they help? They're there to pull that person away. Yeah, It's not there to help. It's ridiculous. And whenever I see any of the contestants, um, you know, the couples kind of parroting back, that mentality like you're you know thank you for all your help but yeah. you're now here you're now you're gonna go home thank you for <laughs> like, help with my on this like, journey it's like what what help this is ret- your temptation you are well, the temptive fruit
1: it's interesting because i feel like medina and kareem that's the sonica's yes um, yes yeah, yes i think that those two have been like the most um always like the most present singles, and then like Kareem is convincing Asanika to uh, cheat on Gavin by just kind of like always being there and listening to her and complimenting her and talking in this low calm tone, whereas Medina is like yelling at Rick to like give her more attention. It's a, t- it's interesting this these two different tactics that men and women use to get uh, the what they want from their significant. From their potential significant other. Um, but I'll say it's not working for Medina. I I love Rick. Rick is the only person on the show that I like.
0: I like Ashley, too. Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't like that she hooked up with KB immediately. Yeah,
0: it was tough, but this is what I like. Rick finally says in this final bonfire, he actually says, like, listen, like, I, I think I'm ready to chalk up her sexual encounter with KB up front um being like as as a drunken hookup as no as some just desserts from for me oh right had a little bit of fun now we've kind of settled we've even the score yeah i think he kind of i i think in i think really it's gonna he thinks this is gonna help his relationship he wants to continue his relationship with ashley and i think when you cheat on somebody in a relationship i can imagine that it's torturous forever because you always have that thing where it's like I did this thing to you and you just sat there and took it and now we're together and I'm always gonna feel like that's hanging over this relationship. And I bet you in the back of his mind, and and he almost said it, he's like kind of, okay, I'm glad she got this hookup out and now this is just some random ass guy that was like on a TV show and it's not like some ex-boyfriend that's gonna keep popping up in our lives. Like yes, I got public shaming on TV but like it's probably worth it through the fact that now it's like okay at least we're on an even playing field here we both have one strike against our relationship we can now maybe move on together i bet you he's thinking that because that's what how he feels I at think. this
1: point in your relationship wouldn't you just end it and start over with someone else i
0: think the idea that they didn't end it after he was cheating on her at whatever however many years ago it was i think that's that's when you had to end it. If you've now built another three, four years on top of this relationship, it seems like there's something there that they want to continue.
1: Okay, so we both think that the first two couples are not leaving together. So we're both saying, is not going to leave with Gavin, vice versa. Um, Dave and Kate, or no, Ashley and Casey are not leaving together, Dave and Kate, I think that they leave together. You think they don't? Yeah. And then we both think that Rick and Ashley leave together.
0: That's how we got it, folks. And uh, that's gonna wait. Be, are
1: we gonna are we gonna talk about Peyton? Who's Peyton, Peyton is the only single that has like managed to make somewhat of a splash.
0: I do not know who Peyton is.
1: Peyton's Peyton. She left. Peyton's in- Peyton. Casey's Peyton. She left that video message for Ashley, oh, where yeah, she was like, yeah. "Don't stay with him." Yeah, which I, I didn't understand. You,
0: I yeah, didn't really I didn't get that.
1: get that either. It seemed
0: like you, you you didn't want him to stay with him because you liked him.
1: Why does she have all these problems? Why with, does
0: she like Casey so much?
1: But does she? Because every scene we see her in with Casey, she's like, "Do you even know me?" Yeah. Like, what's your deal? Do you even understand how fucked up it is? What you just said? Yeah, I don't
0: get it. She's like she's definitely not running with the idea that she's there to help Casey. Yeah, and at his all. Early, You know, she's yeah. like, I'm here to find love and you're the one I chose so now, Pick me. Yeah. You're not
1: loving me. And it seems like you're kind of an asshole.
0: Yeah. I don't have. I'll be honest. I have nothing more to say about any of the other singles or anything else on this show. I think we've done it.
1: Okay. I have something to say.
0: Okay. Final thought.
1: Can I eat lasagna if it's been in the fridge for five days?
0: Get back to us, folks. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. The way you can get back to us is by uh, emailing us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. And you can find me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M A R I T A T O. Don't forget that on Thursday morning, we will have our uh, recap. And I believe it's the part one of the final of War of the Worlds 2 oh, coming yeah. at you this week. So, folks, you got a lot of recaps to catch up on. If you haven't listened to them yet, make sure you go and download every single one of them. And uh, the show is wrapping up. There's only a couple more weeks left. And uh, we're going to be recapping all the way through those reunions. Hopefully there's two. Um, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, that has been the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.